0: Welcome to the Agape Methodist Church Podcast. I'm Ming Li, the pastor of Agape Methodist Church. As this is our first podcast, let me explain the reason for this daily podcast and to let you know some of the things you can expect from us. I will send out devotions Mondays to Fridays, take a rest on Saturdays and then preach um, on the same book on Sunday. This will continue to the 5th of April, a day after Easter. Let me explain why I want to do this. First, I would like us to learn about God together. There is so much that God wants us to know about Himself, but we must want to know and we must spend time to let Him tell us about Himself. Second, I would also like to share with you some things I learned over the years about prayer and reflecting on God's Word as well as reflecting on each day's events. Third, some of you may not know how to talk to God or how to let God speak to you. I hope that through this podcast you may begin to open up to God to pour your heart out to Him and to let Him minister to and through you. On different days, I will do different things. Some days, I will do some reflections with you. Other days, I will teach you some ways of praying and help you to do so. And then I will also teach you how to meditate on the Bible or to pray with words from the Bible. And on some days, I may also sing and introduce some songs to you. Knowing God as His child is one of the most exciting things we can ever do and it is life-changing. I will start with the Gospel of Matthew. The Bible tells us that Jesus reveals to us through His life, teachings and works, death and resurrection, what God the Father is like. I pray that our daily devotions will refresh, surprise, and transform us as we get to know Jesus. Today's passage is Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In this passage, four groups of people are represented. First, King Herod represents leaders. Second, the people of Jerusalem represent followers of the leaders. Third, the chief priests and teachers of the law represent those who are well-versed in the Bible or in Scripture. And Fourth, the Magi represent outsiders. King Herod was the ruler and leader of the people of God. He had God's authority to govern the nation. The people were to look up to him and obey him. But King Herod used his power and authority for his own purposes. He did not care for anyone except for himself. In fact, it is said that he massacred his family members to preserve his power. He certainly massacred the children of Bethlehem to prevent the king of the Jews to survive. While we are not surprised at evil and cruel rulers, what is surprising is the second group, the people of Jerusalem. Why would they support an evil ruler? Verse three tells us that when the Magi came inquiring of the king of the Jews, King Herod was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. All Jerusalem. Was disturbed. Why? I have learned from observation and experience that many people find it easier to not think for themselves and happily follow their leader. All Jerusalem blindly and uncritically followed their leader. The third group surprises us even more. The chief priests and teachers of the law not only knew God's Word, they also knew the good things that God wanted to give them. In verse 6, they quoted a prophecy from the prophet Micah, For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. A ruler who will shepherd their people. What a promise! This is a good thing, a very good thing. To the people who were bullied and exploited, finally God was going to give them a ruler who would shepherd and care for them. These people who knew the promises of God should be cherishing such a promise. But what do we see instead? This meant nothing to them. It was just a nugget of information, and it was alright for them to give this information to the king so he could kill off the Promised Shepherd. And then there were the Magi. They were outsiders, seemingly unimportant to God or His people. The fortunes of the Jews were also not their concern, since they were not Jewish. Yet they journeyed far to seek out the King to worship Him. Verse 10 says that when they saw the star, they were filled with joy, and they bowed down and worshipped the King. The Gospel writer clearly wanted to honour this group of outsiders. The Gospel of Matthew is a radical and scandalous Gospel. It is even more so when we consider that it was written to the Jews. The evangelist confronts his hearers. God is not impressed with His own people. His authorised leader proved to be a traitor. His beloved people joined the ruler in rejecting the Messiah. Those who are supposed to know God and His Word used their knowledge to seek out and destroy the Messiah. The only ones whom God was impressed with were the outsiders who longed for a king who would care for his people, even when these people had nothing to do with the Magi. Perhaps it was their sense of righteousness and compassion that caused them to want a king who really cared for his people. This is a sobering thought. Which group do we belong to? Am I the ruler with power and authority from God, but using His authority to benefit me at the expense of others? You could be the head of the household, but using the biblical command that your wife and children must submit to you to have your way. Or you could be a boss at work and using your authority not for the sake of those under you, but to further your wealth and prestige. Employers, are you fair and kind to your employees? As a leader or ruler, do you use your authority to shepherd your people or just to use them? Are you the follower? Do you unthinkingly and uncritically follow what other Christians say is okay for Christians to do even when it is wrong, unjust and hurts others? Or do you seek God for yourself to want to be true to God? Are you the one who is well versed in the Word of God, but the Word no longer moves you? Is the Gospel still good news for you, or just a load of facts and laws? Do you allow God's Word to transform your life? Identifying ourselves as Christians, even Christian leaders, pastors or Bible scholars, does not impress God one bit. There is only one group that touches God's heart. They are the ones who care enough to long for God to bring leaders who will shepherd their people. But whichever group you identify with, come and join us to know Jesus. He came to save sinners like you and me. Let us pause for a moment to pray and let God speak to you. Perhaps find a quiet spot and then speak to God. Let me lead you in a moment of reflection. Do you long to know God? To let God excite you, to let God give you a sense of joy and peace? Do you want to know God? If you do then say to God, God Help me to know you, reveal yourself to me, soften my hardened heart, touch my heart and let me want to know you once again. Perhaps you want to go further than this, maybe you want to be a shepherd. Think of the people that have been entrusted to you. You may be a housewife and well you may still have a child or children to care for. You may have elderly parents whom you take care of. You may have a maid who serves in your house. Will you now pause and say Think of them, picture them in your minds, and then say to God, God, let me be a shepherd to them. Teach me how to love them, to nurture them, to care for their interests and their needs. Or you may be a boss. You have employees under you And often, you may even be frustrated with some. But will you now picture them in your mind and bring them to God and say to God, God, let me be a shepherd to them. You may also be middle management or lower management, but you still have people under you can you ask God to help you to be the shepherd as well? Whether it is at home, at work, or in church. Now take a moment and bring the faces before God as you recall, look at their faces. Bring them to God and then say, God, help me to be their shepherd. Some of you also have been studying the Word of God for a very long time. You know many, many facts of the Bible. Or some of you know very little about the Bible and you feel inadequate. Remember that it is knowing the Bible is only important when the Word of God touches your heart when it brings joy or brings sorrow, leads you to love God more. Will you ask God to let His Word transform you, to revive you, to let you feel love for God, remorse for sin, Hatred for evil deeds. Will you let the Word of God teach you how to feel once again? Let's take a moment to pray and reflect. Let me now pray for all of us. Father, we acknowledge that we are sinners. Some of us have been like King Herod. We use our power to enrich ourselves only to benefit us at the expense of others. Some of us are like all of Jerusalem. We don't think very much about what is good or what is right. We blindly follow the ones who tell us what to do. Forgetting that each of us is an individual loved by you. We can know you for ourselves and honour you with our lives. Some of us are like chief priests and the teachers of the law. We know your words so much, so well, but it means little to us. Father, we are so sorry. I want to know You. I want to know You as my friend, my Father, the God who loves me. Begin, Lord, to make a difference in my life. Father, I want to be like the Magi who long for a shepherd for Your people help me be one of those shepherds too. That I may be used by you to be a blessing, to nurture, to care for those whom you have entrusted to me. Father, today begin that work in my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'll Hope that you have a wonderful day today as you allow God to work in your life. And we'll come back tomorrow once again. Thank you and God bless.